All right, we got Jimmy? Well, let's get to it, because uh, I saw him. Uh, I'll tell you, it was a great venue, too. Uh, every comedian uh, should go to the Palm Beach Kennel Club. <laughs> I'm only kidding. It was great. It was a great venue. I tell you, great. But I saw him. I saw him on Saturday. He was worth every minute. I'll tell you that much. Uh, Jimmy Fallon, ladies and gentlemen, uh, he is uh, a Fox All Star. You can hear him on LA News Radio at ten uh, every night. Uh, Fox Cross America with Jimmy Fallon. He's a best-selling author uh, with his book coming out in January. I'll tell you that much. I can't wait for that. He just got off the train, literally, Mister Jimmy Fallon. Sir, welcome. James, we got Jimmy or not? I'm missing Jimmy. Jimmy's not there. <laughs> okay. Maybe he's still on the train, Jake. Yo, Jake, where are you, man? There you are. You just got off. What, did you just get off the Long Island Railroad? I really did. And, uh, as I was tugging for my cell phone, you brought me on, but someone was trying to steal it. You know how New York works. Sure. I sure, I certainly do. <laughs> I, cer- and- <laughs> I got it back in my possession, but yeah. I just a quick note on the Palm Beach Kennel Club. You know, a lot of people get into stand-up hoping they can make it to the Tonight Show, maybe the Hollywood Walk of Fame, but not my agent. They were like, kid, you need to go to a dog track. That's (laughs) how you know you've made it in (laughs) stand-up. I mean, I don't know what's next for you. The Bronx Zoo? I mean, I don't know. But listen, that was a nice little (laughs) venue. That was a nice venue. You know. Uh, that was really I good. And by thing. the way, I, you know, I, 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 I had the Mahi Francaise before you uh, before you came on, and I enjoyed that too. But go ahead. Oh, the whole the whole thing was great. Uh, it was great to see you. You look like a billion bucks as always. I have to tell you, you you just you travel. You have a panache, man. Like I I like hanging out with you because I'm learning. Like you really are the Sinatra, and I'm like the Rickle. You know. And uh, I get it. You have that chairman of the board vibe. It classed up my show. People assumed that you owned the venue. I had to dispel that notion, although you might knowing you. But it was great. You were you were so spot on. I tell you, man. Uh, <laughs> I, I was laughing my head off. I, I kid you not. Um, and you know, oh. feast of famine. When I go to shows, you, you have me rolling, man. Rolling. I'm not oh. kidding. Buddy. You had me rolling, well, and I love what you did at the end. You know, you did a little Q and A regarding Fox and everything else. Uh, there was some things I learned about you too. Hell yeah! I mean, that's that's the hook. Is that um, you know, it's kind of like a cabaret act. You get you know, you get a little stand up, you get a little audience interaction, and uh, as you can see, I do a lot of things on stage that I can't do on TV. Because we're yes. going into subject matter and amusing language that would get me shot on the air. But that's I noticed the joy that. of comedy. Like what? A, yeah, what I explained at the top of the show is that you know I am like a feral cat. They've taught me how to live inside a TV empire. You know, but when I do stand up, that's my chance to sneak out of the house and kill a few birds. So it was <laughs> exciting, exciting to be out there. And uh, you know, as far as me having you rolling and joke after joke, that's the drug. I can't take credit for that. Well, you know, you did a good yeah. job. Now, you know, the thing is, you know what I also like? And it's almost like, as a comedian in this day and age, you, you kind of have uh-huh. to lay it out there by saying, hey, these are just jokes, folks, okay? We got a lot going on in the world. <laughs> you know, we got to have a little levity, a little break in the action. 
And I don't hear it that often from comedians, but you kind of set a tone as far as these are just jokes. Let's take it easy, right? (laughs) That is actually the title of my stand-up special that's coming out on Fox Nation. It's called They're Just Jokes. And the point is, people need to... We kind of like broke our compass in that people started to treat jokes like hate crimes. And when we did that, when we started to police speech harder than we policed the streets, society has kind of taken a bit of a tumble. So all I'm trying to do is give people perspective. Like I see a lot of things, you know, some, you know, some people might be offended by it. I don't know, but it's impossible to watch me and, and not realize I'm coming from a good place. You know, I'm not there, you know, being provocative for the, for the sake of, of course, for the sake of being provocative. It's more along the lines of people need to get the compass realigned because they don't know. Like, we fight a lot of the wrong battles. I think that's the point. So it was cool. It was really cool to have you there. And the venue, I didn't know this, is owned by the people who own the Pittsburgh Steelers. Did you know that? I did not know that. And from what I understand, you happen to be a Steelers fan or your son, Link. Yeah, man. So Lincoln's a huge Steelers fan. And what happened is because we played that venue, uh, they had asked if Lincoln was coming to the show because I bring my son on the road a lot. Because, yeah. uh, you know, I have one kid, so he's going to grow up weird no matter what happens. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to make sure I'm around and he's, you know, a big presence in his life. So I do bring him on the road a lot. But this past weekend, he wanted to stay home and watch the Steelers. And uh, when I told the owners of the venue, they were like, oh, we own the Steelers. We're the Rooney fam. And I was like, get out of here. Yeah. So, I was already scheduled. Yeah, I was scheduled to go to the Steelers game this weekend. I was driving out there. I got Lincoln tickets for Christmas. Yeah. So uh, now we're going to go out there and yell at the owners and get from yell out the, the owners, the Rooney's. Yeah, and you know you're right. <laughs> now that I think about it, as you walk into the paddock room there, uh, there's a big uh-huh. there's a big picture of Art Rooney. So that makes sense now as far as the ownership. So that's an excellent job there. Now, let me ask you something. So, you know, you get off this train this morning, and, you know, every time I I would ride the railroad, I mean, I hate the Long Island Railroad because they they hold everybody hostage. You know, the rate hikes every other year. You got congestion pricing, the MTA, the $19 billion budget. How do you – what does that make you feel like when you're riding that train now? Well, the, the Long Island Railroad is like a thinly veiled dominatrix. It, it calls you names. It takes your money. It beats you up. It's like you, you only ride it if you like a good beating. Like, that's what I've decided. <laughs> like you said, the price goes up. The quality goes down. Nobody's nice. Actually, I think there's a part of us that likes the beating, and that's why we take it. I don't know what else to say. The pain. <laughs> you know, we love the pain. You know, you ride the railroad, you don't know what you get. You go into the bathroom, it's potluck. Who knows? Uh, but uh, all I know is you are, uh, you know, your bank account is stripped on a monthly basis, like a mortgage payment now. But that's a whole uh, that's a whole nother story. Now, you've got a book coming out, my friend, in the next couple of weeks. Give me the motiv- motivation behind the book. Okay, so this book is called Cancel Culture Dictionary, uh, an A to Z guide to winning the war on fun. People want to buy it. It's at foxnewsbooks.com, foxnewsbooks.com. The whole point of the book is it's not an actual dictionary. If anything, uh, the publishers thought I needed to spend more time reading a dictionary, so they called it that. Uh, But it's an A to Z listing of things that have been canceled. I explain how and why and how none of it actually helped society. Because at the end of the day, everything that we cancel 
has no impact on anybody's life. Like, to give you an example, in the summer of 2020, yeah. you know, when they told you the whole country was racist, they went out and whacked Aunt Jemima. But changing <laughs> syrup does nothing to boost test scores or lower crime rates. In that fact, it took a black family that had been getting royalties for 130 years and screwed them out of money. Exactly. Aunt Jemima, a bunch of woke white people thought that was equity. So it's basically a manifesto to getting society back to the 1980s. That's what it is. It's a roadmap to get back to the 80s where we laughed, we realized the country wasn't perfect, but we all understood the whole point of being alive was to have a good time and not spend more energy looking for things to get upset about as opposed to things we enjoy. And that's kind of the hook of the book. And uh, there's an additional bonus to reading it in that after seeing my writing, you'll walk away thinking you too can get a book deal. <laughs> hey, listen, it can happen to anybody, right? I mean, that's that's really the <laughs> the premise, Mr. Failer. That's really the, the premise uh, of it all. Uh, but now, also, one final thing. Now, you said you're taking a break. You probably deserve it. You're all over the oh. place. But you're not going to do any more stand-up for the next couple of months, right? Yeah, so what happens is my new stand-up special drops January 3rd uh, on Fox Nation. And once the world has seen that, uh, when I go back out on tour, I want to, you know, you bring a new hour. You bring the material. So basically, between January and March, i got to get up every morning and actually just write my new act. And be on TV. You know, I'll be on TV four times a day and hosting radio and everything in between. Uh, but I just don't have to tour again. And then starting in March, I wind up going, you know, to another 35 cities between the spring and the summer. So it's not exactly slacking off, uh, but I'll have a little more time on my hands to ride that classy railroad we enjoy much. Now, listen, before I let you go, I'm going to ask you a question regarding Fox because, you know, besides you, one of my favorite people, to watch is the judge, Janine Pirro. Now, you know, it's it's interesting. I remember I interviewed her when she was a DA in Westchester, okay? So she has so much uh, so much energy. I mean, that woman yes. is amazing. God bless her. Give me, give me something regarding Janine Pirro we don't know about. Oh, well, I mean, I don't know how much you know about her dogs, but you can't have a conversation with her without her working her dogs into the mix. So I'll tell you a funny story that happened to me and the judge on the five last week. I was still in her gut felt on the five. And the minute we go to commercial, the judge texts me a picture of her dog. It's like a Christmas photo of her dog. So what I did, okay, the other cast members couldn't see what was on my phone. So I just reacted to the text. I go, oh, judge, I got your text. By the way, I did not picture you as a leopard print bikini kind of girl. <laughs> and everybody died laughing, and she was so embarrassed. <laughs> She's like, no, I sent you a... She's like, I, I sent you a picture of my dog. And she showed everybody a picture because she was so embarrassed. Uh, you, can't, you can't upset the judge. She will take you out. She is fierce. She is probably packing heat. Uh, oh so I don't really go out of my way to take shots at her because she's awesome. She's brilliant, and, and she is a badass. I, tru I truly love working with her. I'll tell you one thing. Uh, I do notice, I think you're right, when Harold Ford sits next to her on that five, I mean, he's very careful, very careful <laughs> about uh, intertwining himself with the opinions of the uh, of the great judge, uh, Janine Pirro. You ain't kidding. Uh, the great Jimmy Fela, uh, continue your incredible success, my friend. Safe travels to Pittsburgh. 
Steel is having some issues, but I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Uh, and the book that comes out in January, we'll, we'll stay on top. They'll have you on before that, obviously. 